Welcome to the Keep Growing at UF podcast. I'm Kara. And I'm Brandon. We are trainers on the UF HR training and organizational development team. Training and organizational development has identified key skills that faculty and staff can develop as individuals and as leaders. The Keep Growing podcast will present some of our team's trainings in an audio format so that you can listen and learn at your convenience. Leaders who practice good judgment during times of uncertainty provide anchoring when it is most needed and is appreciated by those who look to them for direction. Modeling good judgment reassures and engages the team to remain aligned and focused on results despite an environment of doubt and ambiguity. On this episode, we are delving into this topic by presenting a webinar titled Leadership and Judgment in Uncertain Times. This webinar was originally presented by Irma Alvarez on April 28, 2020. Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm Irma Alvarez with Training and Organizational Development. I will be your presenter for this webinar today. And I am, as always, grateful and lucky to have Trisha Bacchus here with me. Hi, Trisha. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Trisha will be my co-host and help me with um, managing the chat box and just making the, the session a little bit more interactive because we won't be using a lot of um, uh, conversation and mic, but please make use of the chat box as much as you want. Um, that will, that'll be our best tool for communication. So a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, all participants' microphones, as I said earlier, will be on mute, and please don't change the setting because it just um, helps keep away any, keep any distractions and sound distractions um, for everyone else. Use the chat box to share any comments and with, the, with me or, or Trisha or any of the participants. Uh, really use it freely. So I might not be able to stop um, quickly, but, um, but Trisha will be watching for it. So we are happy to entertain questions and, um, and address any issues. And then just know also that this session is being recorded. Um, that's already happening. <laughs> um, all right, let's go ahead and get started. So judgment. This is the way our leadership development model describes judgment. Uh, but in times of uncertainty, I think that definition applies and then there's a lot more to it. Uh, leaders who practice good judgment during times of uncertainty provide anchoring when it is most needed by the people who, and, and, and needed and appreciated by the people that you lead. They look up to you for direction. They look up to you for stability. Um, so modeling good judgment is also reassuring and engages the team to remain aligned. Aligned and focused on results, which is what you want to continue to uh, provide during these times. You want to overcome the forces of an environment of doubt and ambiguity. And so you, you do that by setting the standards and then also modeling that. And that's, that's how you show, that's an especially important way of showing good judgment during these times. So in times of confusion and uncertainty, people look up to their leaders for guidance. The experiences that leaders create will guide them and the level of engagement and focus that the team demonstrates will be dependent on that. As great leaders have shown, the core of leadership during a tough situation inspires, includes inspiring and reassuring followers while executing real-time solutions. So leaders with good judgment empower the teams to stay focused and aligned despite the ambiguity. And a leader must lead from the front by modeling the values and the behaviors that they expect from the team. 
So when times get tough, leaders either get really big or really small. And those who get really big show judgment by practicing humility, vulnerability, courage, and reflection. So let's take a closer look at these. Humility. Unchecked ego skews leadership judgment. We have embraced the traditional view of strong leaders as those who have the capacity to, this, to be decisive and bold. However, in complex and rapidly changing environments, when risk and information is, when risk is high and information is limited, making careful and thoughtful decisions with humility and constant awareness of the unknown will prove to be a valuable strategy. So let's consider some ways to strengthen your humility muscle. First of all, don't pretend that you have all the answers. No one expects you to anyway. But overconfidence can make you believe that you know more than you actually do. It's okay to say that you don't know. Relying only on what you know will limit the amount of information you have, which reduces your ability to keep pace with the changes that are happening. So listen to others' perspectives. Leading from the front doesn't mean that you are on your own. But for leaders, this is sometimes one of the hardest things to do, to rely on the opinions and the decisions of others. However, that's exactly what you need to do on this time, during this time of crisis. This is a situation, a new situation for all of us, right? And some aspects of it may be outside the, our area of expertise. So seek other people's input. Getting multiple perspectives will allow you to take a 360 degree look at a challenge and outline options and move forward with making well-informed and confident decisions. Be aware of cognitive biases that could be hijacking your thinking. So more than ever, we're looking for whatever gives us a sense of certainty and control. And um, cognitive biases may create the false impression that you are making the best use of your judgment resources. Cognitive biases are, the, are probably the ones that can explain why we ran out of toilet paper in the stores early on during this crisis, right? So let's look a little bit more um, at them and see what, what they're, there's, there's hundreds of cognitive biases. So I just chose five that might be relevant for our situation right now. So, but first let me give you some, um, a definition so, because people interpret uh, biases in, in different ways or, or what they might mean. So I love this definition because it's simple and I think it gets to the, to the core of what they are. They really are shortcuts. Cognitive biases are shortcuts or rules of thumbs that, through, rules of thumb, excuse me, that we constantly use to fill the empty spaces when we're processing information. So we interpret any new information through the filter of what we already know. And they can short circuit even our best intention to think rationally. So even if we're really thinking that we're trying to be conscious and deliberate in making rational, thinking rationally and following rational processes, these biases, uh, they, they fill these gaps. And so they get in, in the middle of our, of our process and they, and they make us feel like we're jumping from A to B to C when we might be doing A to F and then using a cognitive bias to connect all of that. So these are rooted in thought processing errors, often arising from problems with memory or attention or attribution or other mental mistakes. They affect our behavior and decision-making and judgment. So we all have them, we cannot avoid them, and they're just part of how we assimilate data and input. But when unchecked, they can allow for assumptions or probability miscalculations and then lead us to wrong conclusions. 
So let's look at them and, and understand them, at least some of them, and be aware of them. The first one will be confirmation bias. And this is our tendency to look out, to seek out information that confirms what we already believe, right? Whatever our preferences or early findings are, we wanna confirm those. It makes us feel great, right? We don't like being wrong. So confirming that we are right is, feels terrific. Um, so we often do this by saying, making a statement and then following that with, do you agree? When in reality, it might be better to say, what am I missing? Or how do you disagree? How do you see it differently? Rather than confirming, disconfirming, or making disconfirming station, uh, statements, or seeking disconfirmation. Another one is availability bias. And availability bias um, is, that is where we give more importance to information that is recent or vivid or recently available in our minds. So um, because it is available, it's accessible, it's at, the, at our fingertips, we tend to make judgments and form opinions based on those latest news that are just, just easily accessible. It's, it's on your desktop, it's, 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 it's right there to see, and then you make connections based on those things. Um, when the latest news is COVID-19 day in and day out, it really doesn't help to get perspective, right? So fake news and controversies that have been generated during this time might be a spiral as COVID itself. Um, status quo bias is another one. And this is when we prefer the certainty of a current situation over the uncertainty of change. So we perceive that the risk of change is higher than the safety of what's familiar and the way we've been doing things around here. And this has important consequences when seeking out new ways to creatively solve needs and problems, which is exactly what we need right now and what we could use and, and, and support as leaders in our, in our teams at this time. So um, remind, remind yourself that this bias could, um, could or recognize it because not recognizing could be, uh, could impair the great opportunity or, or uh, make you lose the great opportunity that you have right now for creating experiences for your team to shift toward, toward a culture where challenging assumptions and thinking, um, challenging the status quo and thinking outside the box um, should be encouraged. So consider that and, and think how that might be affecting um, your, your judgment. Another one is sunk cost mentality. And this is the, the one that tricks us into believing that it, letting go of a bad decision is better, or letting a bad decision stand is better than trying to redo something and the hassle and the uh, trouble of trying to redo it. So it was bad and let it go and forget about it. Um, we may even add to that then some confirmation bias, right? Because we wanna protect ourselves from the pain of admitting that we may have made a bad choice. Um, and so that could actually become a self-serving bias, which is the tendency to blame external forces when bad things happen. Um, and you give yourself credit when good things happen. So if the project went well, it's because um, my level of skill, my level of intelligence, my exemplary leadership, when something goes wrong, it's because someone else on the team did not do their job or I just, you know, it was bad luck. Um, so self-serving bias is, is the opposite of um, self-accountability. In times of volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity, we might think that we are following rational thinking processes. Um, so recognize these cognitive biases, be aware of them, and show and support humility. 
which brings us to our second trait of successful leadership in types of uncertainty, which is vulnerability. You might think that the current situation presents us with enough vulnerability. Why do we need to be talking about this now? I feel vulnerable enough already, right? But this is vulnerability related to how you lead and how you lead your team and how you show up in these uh, times of uncertainty. So Dr. Brene Brown defines vulnerability as existing in the, at the intersection of uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. Replacing professional distance and cool, right, that removed and everything's under control and I got it, um, with true authenticity, which is the source of human connection. So this social connection inevitably leads to relationship building, which builds trust, engagement, and productivity, but always rooted on this authenticity. So leaders who are willing to be vulnerable are all in, even if it means that they may fail or get hurt in the process. Showing up authentically, showing up as is, builds trust, which is the foundation of relationships. It is through relationships that leaders can find the answers to the questions that they ask. And more importantly, maybe the questions that they don't ask or the questions that they don't know to ask. So this is really important. Opportunities for vulnerability present themselves at work every day. In this environment, it's maybe even us, uh, giving us even more situations for, for those connections, right? So some examples include asking for help, taking responsibility for having made a mistake, forgiving, not as a tolerance for errors, error, but maybe as a patient encouragement for growth, calling an employee or a colleague whose child is not feeling well, or maybe reaching out to someone who just had a loss in their family. So let's look in more detail at how we show up vulnerably in times um, as leaders in times of uncertainty. First of all, communicate frequently, explicitly, and transparently. So stay in touch by any available means with those people, um, with the people you lead, and create opportunities to provide clarity and use those opportunities to provide clarity, model calm, and model stability. So set up group and one-on-one and -on -one, uh, discussions with your team regularly. Create those touch points whenever, whenever you can. Um, say what you know and be just as clear at what you as what at, and be just as clear about what you don't know. So when there are gaps in information, we tend to fill in the blanks and create the void and fill the void with whatever we can create in our heads, maybe using our own cognitive biases too, right? Or letting them interfere with our thinking. So communication should always include, here's what we know, here's what we don't know, and here's what we're trying to find out. That'll give people um, confidence in that you're following, um, following, the, the, the following and, and, and seeking information. And it, also show, and it also shows that you are vulnerable, that you know where the, where the weak spots are, but you're doing what you have, what you can as a leader, and what you know you need to do as a leader um, to support them. The second one is to listen, listen actively. So listen, not just with your ears, but listen with your eyes, with your brain and with your heart. So use Zoom whenever you can, because that allows you to connect with people too. Ask questions and listen to their ideas and their perspectives. Encourage the input of those on whom you depend to achieve your leadership vision, right? This is the vulnerable piece. You depend on them to achieve your leadership vision. 
Consult and listening. Consulting and listening shows that you respect others' opinions and their contributions, and that, builds, that also builds trust and engagement. Also, share your vision and your expectations, and then trust that people will do their jobs, okay? So um, do less supervising and more coaching. Embed reminders of the team's vision and your, in your communications and be clear about your expectations. So be clear about the ends. These are the objectives and why they're important and why they are matter. They matter. But then give people the autonomy about the means. Let them figure out when, how, where, with whom to do whatever it is their job. Break things down into smaller bites if that's necessary. That is helpful for people when, when they feel overwhelmed. But once you've confirmed your understanding and your agreement, trust that they will do and they will deliver as you requested. Reinforce also your team values by recognizing employees whose behavior show how they are putting them into action. So this is a great time if you notice that um, maybe you've been uh, part of a group chat where you saw that two of your employees are going out of their way to deliver extraordinary customer service by trying to be responsive and checking on each other up on each with each other to make sure that they give a consistent answer or and you see that this is happening then then communicate that and thank them and say you know i've noticed um i noticed that you're going out of your way this is how we're practicing the values that we talk about of collaboration and communication and in doing that you also model maybe another one of your team values which might be appreciation so embed those messages and show that too. Offer kindness and grace and even humor, right? Um, support your team's sense of community by being flexible and accommodating on schedules or maybe adapting work hours. Um, and then tune into your teams, um, your colleagues, and even, even your boss's tone and energy level. So uh, be aware of them and respond accordingly. Let people know that you're taking the time to rest and recharge and encourage them to do the same. And if they're curious about the Guitar Connection collection, then I have a background now, so I do, I use my leadership development um, background, but if, if you're on your Zoom meeting and, you know, and there's a guitar collection in, in the back of your, of your, on your wall or, you know, anything that's personal, tell them, share stories about who you are and why that matters to you and if that's a hobby, right? And use those opportunities to, to share a little bit about yourself. And also be patient when their startled dog starts barking during a meeting or understand that the cat did not know that jumping in front of the camera, that they was jumping in front of the camera, right? So, so be, be kind and offer grace <laughs> to each other and you just, just make lighthearted humor out of those things. We've had meetings where, you know, kids come in and I, I know it's happened to all of us by now. <laughs> We've been doing this long enough. So, um, and then one other suggestion, our training and organizational development team um, has a fun channel on our on our Microsoft Teams and it's kind of our virtual break room where we share lighthearted and creative messages of support um, so set up those opportunities for your team and finally um, share your concerns and your fears and and be okay with asking for help right let them know let your people know that you two are struggling and adapting to your own challenges asking for help is not admitting that you're not enough or that something is wrong with you because you can't do it by yourself so don't let asking for help be a source of shame. Sometimes admitting that you need, need help and sometimes admitting that you know everything um, may also include admitting to being afraid um, and, and, and that you don't have all the answers and that you don't know it all. 
Um, so let's use the chat box for a minute. I've done a lot of talking and I'd like to hear from, from you. What would be some ways that you could build authentic connection with those you lead, even if it entails the risk and the uncertainty of emotional exposure? And use the chat box and let us know. And I know Trisha's watching the chat box too. So let me repeat the question. What might be some ways that you could build authentic connection with those you lead, even if it entails the risk and uncertainty of emotional exposure. Okay, I'm here. Um, let me open my chat here. Share examples of them learning uh, of learning moments you've had and failures. That's a great one, Angel. Thank you. Yes. Daily communication and inquiry beyond what is um, going on concerning work, by all means. And Maria says. Taking the time, yes, starting the meeting, that's a, that's a very good one. Just starting the meeting with checking in, um, uh, checking in on each other. How are things going for you? And, 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 and remember to do that not just in, in, in group meetings, which, which is fine, but sometimes, in, sometimes people don't really want to open up to the entire group. So also set up the, those opportunities in one-on-one -on -one meetings for things that might be a little bit more um, delicate um, that they also want to discuss with you. Any other suggestions or ideas on, on building authentic connection with the people you lead? Trisha, you wanna jump in? Yeah, Irma, there's um, a couple here. So meaning it when you ask if, um, hold on, <laughs> to ask yeah. how they are um, and their loved ones. So I, it's about that sincerity and the tone. I think Irma uh, talked about that earlier. Um, so it, it, you know, you can tell when people are not, you know, they're just sort of checking the box. So really mean it when you're doing that. Um, yeah, also, that off, sorry to interrupt, but I, I agree that that piece of authenticity, if you're not doing it with authenticity, don't, don't do it because you watch the webinar and we suggest that you do that. <laughs> it, this yeah. really has to come from the heart and, um, and a lot of the research that Brene has, has done. Uh, that's that's where you establish the connection. If it's not being authentic, it actually will backfire. So just check in with yourself and check in with your intention before you even attempt this. If it's not coming from the heart, um, it'll backfire. Yeah, and a couple of others. Wanda says using failures to help other people feel comfortable um, in stressful conversations. Kirsten talks about sharing the coping mechanisms that we have been using for personal and professional life and not pretending to have it all together, which is wonderful because I don't know anyone who has it all together. Uh, we've never done this before and we're all learning it together. And then Nicole says, I share with my team that my husband and I are struggling with childcare and how we're trying to work out the schedules. Um, this has helped others talk about the ways that they're struggling and trying to figure out exactly. So, so, so the thing is, maybe your particular situation is 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 very much um, tied to your 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 particular uh, 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 
environment and, and, and what's happening in your home. But when you open up for this, that's when you build the empathy. That's when you show empathy and that's when you build uh, the, the, uh, the connection. And then people will say, well, for me, I don't have young kids, but it's all about, I'll, I'll tell you, for me, it's all about thinking about my parents in Puerto Rico, you know? And so when we have these conversations, Courtney Moon will tell me my, my twins are jumping in here and I'm trying to entertain them and taking, take them outside for activities. And what I might share is, well, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about my elderly parents and how they're doing. And so then, so then that's how you make the connection and that's how you get real. This is all about getting real. All right, thank you so much for those answers. Um, uh, so, you know, let me, let me transition from here, um, reinforcing that uh, vulnerability is not, is, not, is not a weakness and it actually, um, vulnerability is, is not for the weak. Um, it actually leads us to our next uh, slide here, which is, um, if I get my mouse to the right place, <laughs> here we go. Vulnerability really requires uh, much courage. Courage. So I imagine that you're not surprised to see courage <laughs> as one of the qualities um, of leading during uncertain times, um, leading with judgment in, in uncertain times, right? Um, because uh, these circumstances really call for the courageous leadership and how we respond to them will determine how we are remembered. Uh, leaders who are navigating the situation uh, as leaders, we are navigating the situation moment by moment without any script or any playbook. Uh, we're moving from point to point, thinking on our feet, making mistakes, learning, adjusting, rinse, repeat. Courageous leadership means offering both transparent honesty and credible hope. Transparent honesty and credible hope, right? So you have to have a little bit of both. It's presenting the facts, describing the actions that those facts demand of us, and pointing to the individual and collective resources, not just the things that we have materially, but also the courage, the conviction, and the determination that we have as resources to support our moving from panic or paralysis into aligned action. So in terms of uncertainty, leaders can show courage in the ways they lead themselves and they lead others. So think about how you're showing up every day. Are you looking anxious or frazzled or panicky or tired? Or are you looking grounded with your shoulders back and solid? And how are you organizing your work, not just for yourself, but also for your team? Support a routine, support clear assignments and support a sense of order. And here are some other more specific ways in which you can practice courage, right? So anchor in on your vision with the strategies that will support it and make the decisions that advance it. You've invested a lot of time, and we've helped you through this, in the strategic planning. So you know what your team's purpose is, you know what your team's vision is, you know what your team's values are. Now is the time when all of, these, all of this work that you did thinking, eh, I don't know, is it worth investing in this? Well, it's now paying off, right? You have that, you have that direction, you have that purpose, you clarified those things. You may need to adjust the hows, but the why is there and the where is there to guide you. Also show integrity by following a sound decision-making process, right? Even if the outcome of a decision is not optimal, when you look back, you can reconstruct your process and say, this is the process that I followed, this is the information I considered. This is how I analyzed it. 
this is how I made the best decision that I could given what I knew at the time. So that shows integrity, integrity in your process. And then also at the same time, embrace agility and challenge assumptions, challenge any assumptions that you're making, right? Allow the tension of conflicting alternatives and consequences and be open to new ways of achieving your outcomes. Be also clear and direct about the challenges and the actions required to reach those to reach solutions. So tell people the specific actions that they need to take in order to stay in the fight. And finally, take responsibility for your decisions. Admit any mistakes or missteps. Learn from them and set aside time to reflect. I think this COVID situation has really um, made us stop and rethink and put the brakes on many of our autopilot functions, right? The ways that, we, um, that we've been doing things without necessarily stopping to, to address why uh, we're doing them that way. So now we are having to reconsider what's essential and what's important to differentiate from what's wanted and what's needed and what really matters. So again, um, let's use, uh, all right, sorry, I'm looking at a, at a private chat. Thank you. Thanks for letting me know, uh, Hannah, or Hannah. Um, let's use the, the chat, sorry, to share what is one core value that you are holding on to in order to remain grounded during this time? So think of one core value that is helping you remain grounded during this time and share it on your chat box. I'd love to hear from all of you. What is one core value that is helping you stay grounded during this time? This is all about reflection, honesty. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. I like that. Flexibility, honesty, trust. Honesty with myself and others, transparency, positivity, gratitude. Gratitude has been a big one for me too. Grace to myself and others. Humor, great. Thank you, Christina. Humor and gratitude. Patience. 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 <laughs> uh, a lot of patience. Uh, no kidding. Persistence. Positivity has been essential for me too. Yep. Another vote for grace. Remaining open to change, remaining open to change and not resisting it, right? Because it's, um, it's, it's here. <laughs> the only constant, right, is change. Appreciation for all the good things we have. Learning, I love that, Paul, thank you. Training and organizational development also believes in that one and has kept us very grounded these days too. Customer service is one of ours um, and one of your values, okay? And it's very important to continue um, as we get answers uh, for others. And there are so many questions right now. Very good. Faith, yes, Randy, yes. And flexibility, thank you. Trisha, you wanna jump in? What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I think values, and this is just a place that I, I want to shamelessly plug uh, a job aid that um, has just been posted in the Keep Growing um, area on our website, and it's about why values are more important than ever. So 
please, uh, if you want to take a moment to, to read about that, it, it's really from a, a leadership perspective, but I think we all can learn from it. But to me, you know, I, I don't know who set it up here with a tough get going. Um, but you know, the, the, the reality is if, if we don't have ourselves firmly planted and grounded in our own true north, uh, the shifting sands are going to take us anywhere. So um, I, I really believe that we take this time, just like Irma said, take this time to figure out what is the most important thing to you, uh, because that is where you will get your inner strength. So I know that I shared my notes with Trisha earlier, but I tell you that was not, I, she's, she's just She's just ad-libbing that, but it actually is the perfect segue to my next, <laughs> to my next slide here. Um, so if you want to uh, practice reflection these days um, and, at, and in terms of growing your, your judgment during times of um, your leadership judgment, during times of uncertainty, know your own set of values, right? So use this reflection time to recognize uh, what are the key drivers that you follow in making decisions and exercising good judgment. What are your deeply held beliefs about what is appropriate, what is good, and what is right, right? And differentiating those and knowing those. Then also honor your core priorities. When you have trouble making decision, it's often because you are struggling with conflicting priorities. So figure out what they are and then honor them. Uh, there's, uh, in doing my research from, from this, I ran into, into a Jim Collins, um, so I'm going to share a tip from him. Uh, when he was in his 20s, one of his teachers said, Jim, instead of leading a disciplined life, you lead a busy life. So from then on, he started this habit of writing a stop doing list. Instead of a to-do list, it is, it's, it's a stop, stop to-do list. Um, and he revises it annually uh, to really figure out what it is that is his priority and, and allocate the time and the resources to, to follow and pursue those. Also, this is something that I found is important um, to find the balance, and, and this has to be your internal, internal guide, but the balance um, of the pursuit of individual and collective interests. So focusing too much on your own agenda alienates those whose cooperation you need. And yet consistently putting the needs of others first will impact your resilience. So you need to find what your own balance is there and then going back to your judgment will help you figure out where that, um, where that lies inside you and for you. You can also use data, observation, and reflection to rate the quality of your decisions. So learning from everyday actions and regularly reviewing how you made the decisions keeping a record of the facts you considered and the reasoning you followed, and um, remembering that a less than perfect result that showed clarity, thoroughness, and thoughtfulness can be used to guide future decisions and show good judgment. But a lucky outcome will not. So luck won't do it. Keep track and think about how you followed the process and what you did to make the decisions that you made. And then finally, um, set time for self-reflection at the end of the day. Um, and let me give you some uh, uh, self-reflection questions that were adapted from a website called harrykramer.org, harrykramer.org. So here's what he suggests. 
Um, what did I say that I was going to do today in the most important dimensions of my life? What did I actually do today? What am I proud of? What am I not so proud of? How did I lead people? How did I follow people? If I could relive today, what would I do differently? And if I have tomorrow, if I have tomorrow, based on what I learned today, what will I do differently in the three most important dimensions of my life? All right. Um, oops. I'd like to finish um, with one final element for tying together our humble, vulnerable, courageous, and reflective um, leadership in times of uncertainty, and that is resilience. Build your much leader, much needed, build your much needed resilience by staying grounded on your purpose, focusing on solutions, focusing on solutions, practicing self-care, giving giving and receiving support, and celebrating progress and success, even in the smallest moments. I love this quote from Nancy Kane. Crisis are the great greenhouses, um, let me move this. Crisis are the great greenhouses for the making of our strength, resilience, compassion, and character. And we are coming up to the end of our webinar. I did want to share with you some of the resources that I use for this. Um, and if you're finding that you have time to do some reading um, or you want to continue to do some reflection, Decisive is a great, really accessible book by Chip and Dan Heath. Um, and you can find they have great resources also on their website, heathbrothers.com. And then of course, another one is um, Dare to Lead, right? Dare to Lead um, by Brene Brown. And, um, oh, I'm flattered. Thank you. Um, we are recording this and it will be posted uh, on our website. So uh, the webinar will be available later on. I can't guarantee when that will be, but I can, um, but I, we can find that information from you. But now um, I would like to open um, up for any questions. Uh, so uh, feel free to use the chat box and Trisha and I will gladly share with you um, our thoughts and our experiences, or maybe some other participants want to um, chime in. So do you have any questions about the, the material that we covered today or any of these concepts or how you're practicing um, judgment and leadership judgment during times of uncertainty? I'll give it another minute in case you're typing your questions. I haven't seen any come in. Um, oh, you're welcome, Nicole, anytime. I hope it was helpful and somewhat inspiring. So we hope it gave you strength and courage to continue forward. You're welcome. We also have, um, we also have a, a website on our Learn and Grow site where you can give us feedback on these and then also uh, fill in a request if, you, if there are specific things that you need um, or that you're hoping we can provide during this time. So let us know if you have other training needs. Um, super. 
All right. Well, if no one else has any questions, then I would, uh, I have a question for you, <laughs> or I would appreciate um, your sharing any um, one, maybe just one, just one insight. Um, and I'd love this group chat uh, box goes crazy, right? So what is one insight or takeaway that you have from today's session? So what is one thing that'll keep you, keep you growing um, and keep you going forward uh, during this time? So I would love to hear one insight of takeaway or takeaway from today's session that you would be willing to share with all of us. Be kind. Love that one. Thank you, Joe. Yes. To yourself and to others. It goes in both directions, right? It's a tough time for everyone. And it shows vulnerability and courage. Yeah. Daily reflection. Yeah. Sincerity. Hmm. Sincerity. Authenticity. Yeah. Be, be okay with uh, ambiguity, not having to know all the answers. So it's almost like a, the surrender to, yeah, I'm not going to know the answers. Certainty. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of judgment is, is, is in the end, in the end, you're supposed to often in leadership, you're, you're expected to maybe provide the, 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 the answer and the decision. But I think the true judgment lies in asking the right questions and asking a lot of questions that will lead you to then being able to provide the right answers or the best answers. Right. So, so, so we often think that we need to go to the answers when it's really more about stepping back and asking the right questions. Communicate openly, yeah. showing- I love what uh, Rita says here. Uh, she says, uh, staying in communion with what gives you joy is so much uh, about helping you go forward without becoming empty. That's great words. Right. And I'm glad, Deborah, that you picked up on vulnerability, not as a weakness, but really it's a strength. Um, we use vulnerable as, as a weak spot, right? Your Achilles heel. But in leadership and in, in this context, showing vulnerability is actually a real strength and requires a lot of courage. We're all in this together. Yep. Forgive yourself for not knowing all the, all the answers. Yep. Giving and receiving support, right? Yeah. And Nicole, I don't think it's silly at all that you... Um, that this has helped you think about being very explicit about your, your core values. I think we just, you know, we get on autopilot. So it's great that, that you're going to take um, this moment to really reflect on that. Great. Distilling values. Okay, well, we're at 10.42. I um, thank you very much for those. Um, the chat box is still open, but for those of you who really need to leave at, um, at 10.45, let me um, share with you that we here, I need to put the clicker back in place. Um, that we uh, give us a shout on hashtag Gators Grow. So this is our, our, our venturing seat, times of, of uncertainty and change. So uh, even training and organizational development went on social media. Um, so let us know. Who knew? Right? Who knew? <laughs> 
let us know what you think about these and, and share with others. And um, as I said, also our, our Learn and Grow site has, uh, has a, a resource for letting us know the feedback specifically and, and send us any requests that you have for additional training or support. And we continue to put um, webinars, job aids. Um, we're continue to put a lot of, um, we've been very busy these days. So, <laughs> um, and of course, thank you so much. Uh, again, the chat box is open and if anybody has any questions, uh, Trisha and I are here for another, um, you know, five minutes or so, but um, have a great day. Stay strong, stay resilient, stay courageous, humble, optimistic, and um, best to you all. <laughs>